Do you like to be the first name of your sex tape? Well, if you like to be the first to listen to podcasts, you might want to check out our Patreon because now we're offering a brand new membership tier called Name of Your Sex Tape. I couldn't help it, guys. I'm sorry. For five pounds a month, you'll get an ad-free version of our weekly episode on a Tuesday, a full day earlier than its usual release. So you can be the very first to talk about how funny our guest was, how quickly you cracked the case, or how badly I answered a question. Plus, you'll get all the benefits of our regular tier, including our live Zoom records, a special shout out on the podcast, and if you really like to hear us talk, we've got an entire back catalog of extra content. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash drunk women solving crime. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Name of your sex tape. Fancy coming along to see Drunk Women Solving Crime live? Ooh, yes please. Why not join us for our monthly London residency at the marvellous Museum of Comedy? We've got monthly shows through to June. Plus, every show is a double header, so you get to see us record not one, but two episodes with two fantastic guests. You can find tickets on our website, drunkwomensolvingcrime.com. Shows are selling out fast, so be quick. Noise. Noise. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Drunk women front row has thought, oh, I bought myself a front row ticket to Drunk Women Solving Crime. No, you fucking haven't. Because we are, I'm going to go to the test. It's one, two, Seven, seven steps and Hannah's got fucking long legs. Yeah. So but that's, that's for the listeners, Hannah just strode forward, told everyone they were very attractive and then strode back. Yeah. Hell, we got to cheer people up these days because thank you everybody for coming out, of course, tonight because this week, obviously, we had the devastating news that Liz Truss is now our Prime Minister. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, should, I, should I do the curtsy? Do the, curtsy. do the curtsy. Please do the curtsy. Do the, I mean, have you seen the video? Have you seen the video? Taylor has been doing this all day. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, for a podcast, it's very good. It's very yeah. good to have visual. For the listeners, come do a live show. <laughs> yeah, you'll get the cunty. She'll do it every time. <laughs> Taylor, tell, tell us about your day. What you've been up to? Oh my gosh, Liverpool! Hi. <laughs> Love your city. I've been here before, but I haven't been here for like a decade, and I'd never done the cruise. I went on the ferry tour. I learned so much. Did you call it a cruise? Cruise. I, I, I felt a titter, and I was like, "Is it not an official cruise?" I think that's how they marketed it. It was a fifty-minute cruise, but I learned so much. God, what a rich history! People came and people went and. <laughs> Fucking boats, I don't know. Amazing, but I love this city. I love Liverpool. Um, and uh, this is Katie. Katie, how was your day? It was great. I <laughs> I spent four hours of it in a car, but I can't hear my children. Oh, because she killed them. <laughs> that is the crime we are going to be solving. I'm yes. delighted to be here. This is so much fun. Ladies and gentlemen, I think it's probably about time to get our guest out. What do you think? Yes, please. 
Yes, yes, please. yes. You're right. Her partner's in. It's, um, ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the brilliant comedian and writer, Nina Gilligan. Yay! Nina! Yeah, Nina! Woo! Nina! Oh. Hello. Hello. Look at you. I know. Oh. I I knew I was going to Liverpool, and the women of Liverpool always look amazing. So I thought, don't they, though? You, you, you proper push the boat out when you go out at night. And I thought, fuck it, I'm going to have to make an effort. <laughs> I just want to point out 1599 Marks and Spencer's sale. <laughs> I'll be wearing this for the next 25 years. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, thanks for being here. It's would great you like to have a top-up? I would like a top-up. I don't drink normally, <laughs> but fuck it. Oh, I mean, there's really no pressure. That is really there is, so, that now, there so. is. When blonde girls tell me to do something, I do it. <laughs> it's a hangover from school. <laughs> they used to skip at me in a row in the playground. It was like being kettled by the police. <laughs> you know it wasn't us three like that's not what she means <laughs> <laughs> oh man well i mean i we ask one question on this podcast and i feel like we've already had one um, but have you ever been the victim of a crime you know what i, I don't you're all gonna hate me now but um i used to work for the probation service oh i did in rehabilitation can i just point that out before you all think i'm a twat um, <laughs> So, because I worked there, I thought I was a detective. <laughs> I massively overestimated my abilities in that area. <laughs> so, I'm not so much, I've not so much been a victim of a crime, but I do see crime everywhere. Um, so, <laughs> I thought I'd tell you about the time that I framed an innocent man in the Isle of Man. <laughs> I mean, do we want to hear this story? <laughs> yeah. Nina, please go on. Oh, it was awful. Um, <laughs> it was terrible. So what had happened is I was meant to be going to a gig on the Saturday evening, but the idiot booker couldn't understand the 24-hour clock. <laughs> so he thought what was 2pm for the ferry was actually 2 in the morning. Oh, no. I know, what a fucking dick, right? <laughs> Yeah, who doesn't understand so military time? All the comedians had to be rounded up in a car park. It was like being trafficked. Oh, my God. And <laughs> they put us on this boat, and we thought, what we mustn't do, what we mustn't do is get our sold. <laughs> so we arrived in the beautiful Isle of Man, and the first thing I did was throw up in a bin. Um, <laughs> That is the was, custom there, though, isn't it? It is the it custom. Is, yeah. It wasn't even one of those open bins. It was ones with the slots. Oh. <laughs> it's quite tricky. <laughs> and because of our early arrival, the nicest bed and breakfast owner you'd ever met said we could check in early. Oh. And what a lovely man. So I checked in early, and I'd gone for a couple of hours and I thought I could take out my comedian's notebook with me just as well I did and I'll go and prepare for said gig and when I got out I saw a gentleman checking car doors oh so oh. I see crime everywhere <laughs> so I hid behind a tree <laughs> and I took a very detailed description of the man he was wearing a tracksuit he's blonde I would um <laughs> Only the essential notes. Yeah. Know, okay. <laughs> and, um, and I ran into a, a cycle shop. I don't know why I thought they'd be interested, but <laughs> I said, can you get me the police? Now, if this had been Manchester, that would have taken, what, three days for them to be fucking interested. But in the Isle of Man, they didn't have a lot on. So <laughs> I'd gone off to prepare for the gig. They'd rushed round to the bed and breakfast oh, and wow. with the very detailed description of the man in question who turned out to be um, the husband of the man who owned the bed and breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> who it just turned out they had two cars and he had a bit of OCD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And when I got back... <laughs> They weren't very fucking happy. 
I didn't eat the breakfast. <laughs> spitting in it and all sorts. I once reported my son. He was only 12. Um, <laughs> to be fair, he'd been gaslighting me. He'd, he'd not... He had? He'd, he'd not shut the... Do you know those barn doors you have on the on your door sometimes, the bit top bit opens. I'd seen him shoulder barge and it shut because he couldn't get it shut. And then in the morning it wasn't properly shut and I was like, I said, did you do that? And he swore <laughs> down he fucking hadn't. <laughs> and then, you know, you start questioning yourself. I thought, well, maybe we've had an intruder, but I still thought at the back of my mind, no, it's definitely him. So I got the police round. <laughs> <laughs> Some people would call me a grass. <laughs> I think, like, think I'm more like a telltale tit. Do you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm just more of a telltale what, so tit. Did, did you get them round with the idea that they'd be, like, your son would be like, oh, no, it was me. Yeah. He's, uh, he okay. fucking stuck to his story. He did. He did, until after they'd gone. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. I like to think I taught him a lesson then. And he was 12? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was so excited when you invited me on because... <laughs> I thought, this is the job for me. <laughs> it is. Wow, you called the, the police. Do you do that like when he doesn't eat his vegetables? You're like, I'm fucking, I'm calling the well, police. Well, he's 23 now, but <laughs> uh, he's probably moved on to bigger crimes, to be fair. <laughs> well, that's all we can hope for. Yeah, children. yeah, yeah. Send them out and then it's yeah. up to them. Well, the other question we ask on this podcast is we ask, like, what would you say to the um, person who committed the crime against you? But I sort of feel like you have to have a word with yourself, actually. <laughs> I think I'd say to the, uh, the man in the island, man, if he is listening, that I am very sorry. <laughs> yeah. And to your son? And to my son, I'm, I'm very sorry. <laughs> I think it's just an apology tour, basically. <laughs> I sort of like that. I like. I know, like, yeah, we shouldn't just call the police when our children don't listen to us. But it's sort of nice to have it up your sleeve, like, just because, like, you know, like when you bluff and then you're like, oh god, now I've got to back this up. I love that you actually did. Like, like you, what you wanted was him to go, no, it was me. But, Absolutely, yeah. But to be like to follow through and be like, right, well, I'm calling the police. <laughs> Not backing down from this. I love it. I know. So I need to do, I, I need to do, I need to, but, but I need to start calling the police. I used to shout so much, I was afraid the police would come to me. <laughs> As a parent, honestly, I was just like, that door's going to knock and I can't say I won't be upset about it. <laughs> like, I started to think, like, social services could be just the break I need. <laughs> from this fucking talker. <laughs> wow. Oh, well, um, Nina, thank you for sharing. You're uh, welcome. Yeah. Yeah, you're welcome. Those stories with us. And if you see any crimes happening here, I've got my just... eyes open. Let's <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to the true crime section of the podcast, um, and we're going to start this true crime with a quote. Oh, ooh, how about that? So the quote is: "Life is a tragedy when seen close up, but a comedy in long shot." That's why we're sitting so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This quote, I was like, fucking hell. It's, yeah. Who said it? Who said that quote? Say it Ooh. again. It's, uh, life is a tragedy when seen close up, but a comedy in long shot. Simon Cowell. <laughs> was it about your audition? <laughs> Any advance well, on Simon Cowell? This is a, a variation on comedy is tragedy plus time. Sort so of. So I feel like they've nicked it, whoever this is. Although this would have been before. I think Carol Burnett said that, and I think this is before her. Yeah. Oh, no, so she nicked it. <gasps> That's it the first time. It sounds a bit Oscar Wilde, James. Was it? Oscar yeah. Wilde? Charlie Chaplin. Oh, he didn't speak, did he? The thing is, <laughs> also... <laughs> oh, right. long, might have written long, it down. Long shot is a film term, though, isn't it? Uh, long shot, Yeah. So yeah. it's going to be post the advent of cinema. Ooh, we are detectives. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Check you out. I mean, can I shock you? Oh. One of you has got it right. Oh. I'm really is hoping it, it's Is it me. Charlie Chaplin? Is it Simon Cowell? It's Charlie Cowell? Chaplin. It's Simon Cowell. Is it, Cha it is Charlie Chaplin. <gasps> yes! Oh! Yay. What? I've never been right in my life. <laughs> and it'll never happen again. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Congratulations. <laughs> so, does anyone know any crimes Charlie Chaplin was a victim of? Now, he was accused of a few crimes, sure. Uh, Did someone hit him on the back of the head with a long ladder? 
<laughs> he reported every <laughs> single one of them. <laughs> I think that mustache was a crime because you have you seen a picture of him without one? He was hot. <laughs> He's a big fitty hottie, and then that mustache was like, mm. so that is a crime. He um, was accused of being a communist sympathizer. Uh, um, he was put under FBI surveillance, which led to him moving to Switzerland. He apparently necess- wasn't necessarily a very nice man. There's a quote, actually, that I put at the end. But it was, uh, I think it was Marlon Brando said of Charlie Chaplin. I hope it's just like, Charlie Chaplin is an asshole. <laughs> I get the quote. <laughs> <laughs> you can quote me on that. He's he a twat. It's horrible twat, it says here. Um, describe Chaplin as probably the most sadistic man I'd ever met. Oh my gosh, and oh. that's Marlon Brando saying that. <laughs> right? I know. Three so people what... know. <laughs> so what I, yeah, I mean, hey. Were they in an S&M club together? <laughs> <laughs> the Butter Club. Chaplins. Um, in this case, he is the victim of a crime. Now, okay. apart from ladders on the back of his head, do we have any advance on what... Th- uh, fraud. Fraud. Mm. Okay. Because he must have had a bit of cash, Chaplin. Yeah. Yeah, he was like a millionaire, Minted. million millionaire. He didn't like to talk about it, though. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I thought he should have got more. <laughs> Is that your husband? No. Oh, okay. Because I know he's here somewhere. Although if he'd like to be. <laughs> I'm going to go dramatic. Did someone try to assassinate him? Did somebody put a hit out Ooh. on him? Can't you only be assassinated if you're like in a position of power? Oh, there's well, no greater no position power. of power than the silent film. <laughs> He was mocking Hitler, wasn't he? Maybe the maybe the Nazis tried oh. to kill him. Oh, oh! Was he a spy? A was he irony? accused of being he, a spy or something? He satirised. Well, I'll give you a little. I'll give you an extra clue. So Chaplin lives until he's eighty-eight. Uh, he mm. dies in nineteen seventy-seven, mm. which that just seems so crazy to me. Like seventies Chaplin, just kind of. I don't know. <laughs> Did he grow his hair? Do you know? What? <laughs> yeah. I can't tell you what he looks like, but he died of a stroke. At that point, when he dies, the crime still hasn't happened. Mm. Oh. What the fuck is this what crime? Grave robbers. Was he dug up? Ah? Huh? Yeah, is this grave robbers? Is he dug up? Is it grave robbers? Uh, I was just going to say, did <gasps> someone try to oh, steal from his did estate? Did someone steal his estate? Like, something to do... <laughs> Like a man in a writer's room. (laughs) You know what would be a great idea? (laughs) But, I mean, these are good instincts, guys. And actually, you said it to begin with. Should have gone with your instincts. He was dug up. Somebody stole Chaplin's body. No! What would you do with it? (laughs) Hit it with Reanimate it, can you? Like Frankenstein's monster. Just like, one last film! Yeah, (laughs) fucking getting his legs working. In his finest role, his most silent role. (laughs) 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 So, his body is stolen. He was buried in a small local cemetery in Switzerland. And about two months um, after his death, his coffin was dug up and stolen. Wow. Uh, so just a, a quick question. Who's the most famous person's grave you've visited? <gasps> oh. Go on. Oh. So I've recently moved to Hebden Bridge. Mm. Does anyone know who's buried near there? No, I'll tell you. Simon Cowell. S- <laughs> Only because he didn't give me three. <laughs> Only because I didn't get four yeses. Um, no, um, Sylvia Plath. Oh, she's in Heptonstall. I visit her more than my dead relatives now. Because you know when people visit you and you go, what do you want to do? Do you want to visit dead Sylvia Plath? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. You would. Yeah. I would t- you like to come? Yeah. <laughs> Genuinely, I would like come. to. <laughs> Right after this, we're all going for drinks. <laughs> Sylvia Plath's grave. Yeah. I guess the most famous is Elvis. Have you been to Graceland? But the best part was, I'm not. I, I knew nothing about Graceland, and it was such a like great surprise. I'm like, this is great. More people should know about this. Um, <laughs> it's so crowded. 
I didn't realize he was buried there. And we got to the end, and I was so excited that I was like, oh, yay! Like, and I was like, that's not what you said. Did they bury him with the burger? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you should have asked. So... <laughs> Because they didn't know who it was that had uh, stolen this body. Some people thought it was obsessive fans um, because they wanted to bring the body back to England because he was um, English. But it wasn't them. Because it soon became clear this was no normal grave robbery when Chaplin's widow, Una, receives a phone call. It's from the grave robbers and they demand a ransom. Oh, no. What or how much do you think this ransom is? (gasps) What year is this again? 1977. Money was different then, wasn't it? <laughs> it was very different. Were we, were we it was in... just beans. <laughs> was it shillings? Different shapes of beans. It was, was it, it was, five shillings? It was post-shillings. 200 kidney beans. <laughs> Any advance of 200 kidney beans? Um, 200,000 dollar pounds. <laughs> Which is pretty much the same now, actually. But um, I'm going to say ten thousand pounds. No, it's seventy. What, what am I in the 1800s? <laughs> I'm going to say a million pounds. Yeah, it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, that a maybe that's better. At least you are close. It's six hundred thousand pounds in today's money. So I don't, oh, I'm not okay. quite sure what that was then. But uh, that's quite a lot. That's quite a big ransom, I would say. They also send Una proof they have the body. What do they send? What is the mustache? (laughs) (laughs) And Taylor's suddenly like, oh, I'd fuck him now. (laughs) (laughs) I would. (laughs) It would be so cute just on its own, though. I know. Little little caterpillar. Um, oh, I hope it isn't a body part. I hope it's just a photo. Is okay. it just a photograph? Like, was it like when it's a live person that's been kidnapped, they do sometimes cut off a thumb or something. <gasps> oh. Do they get a dead bit of thumb next to today's paper? Like, what the fuck? That could be anybody's dead yeah. thumb, though. Yeah, it has to be something idea. recognisable. Oh, like Definitely a, a, his. Was he buried with a ring or something? His hat. He must have been buried in the hat. A photograph. <laughs> Do you know what? You are right. It was a photograph. We can all relax. Yeah. What a horrific... But it wasn't a photo of thing. him. It was a photo of the coffin. Um, and I imagine at that part, I'd be like, what did we bury him? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably him. See, like, now you could just do it with Photoshop. You know, make a coffin. That... <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't where I wanted this to go. <laughs> so... It was, it was a picture of the coffin. It wasn't a picture of him. They apparently didn't really do their research, as initially they called Paulette Goddard, which was his ex-wife. Oh, um, damn. <laughs> he'd had quite a bad breakup with her. He'd had bad breakups with a Did lot of his ex-wives. Did she just send it back? Yeah, she'd be like... <laughs> Fuck him. Well, they called her, and they said they'd stolen Chaplin's body and wanted a ransom. What did she say? Keep it. Keep it? Keep yeah, it from the yeah, yeah, or he owes you... me money. <laughs> yeah. I want me child support. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you need to ask his side piece. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like that one. Drunk women solving crime. Hello, it's time for this week's patron shout outs. Inspired by, well, children's rope skipping rhymes. Let's do it. Megan Baker, mover and shaker. Deepa Gibson, never tells a fib, son. Becky, Becky, cool as hecky. Susan Yoakum, tell us a joke, hun. They're all patrons. Ooh, matron. If you want to get involved, support us keeping crime solved. Patreon.com, drunk women solving crime. Because not everything can rhyme. Oh, wait. <laughs> Noise. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Did you know we do merch? It's true. Head to DrunkWomenSolvingCrime.com and click on Shop, and we can make all of your t-shirt and hoodie dreams come true. Best of all, they're all made with 100% organic cotton and printed to order by T-Mill, a renewable energy-powered factory based right on Hannah's native Isle of Wight. You can't go wrong. Come on, wear us. That sounds creepy. B- buy some shirts. Apparently she just went, so what? <laughs> Put the phone down. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Una says no to the ransom, uh, calls it ridiculous, says Chaplin would have found it ridiculous, but she does obviously want her husband's body back. Uh, she receives a further 27 phone calls from the thieves, um, and ask, after a while, uh, they start threatening her children, so this is getting, you know, this is getting a lot. Every single phone call was coming from a different phone box in the surrounding area. What do you think the police did at this point? Did they start hanging around phone boxes? <laughs> <laughs> I see crime. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't know it's crime. Uh, and yeah, yeah, they're gonna hang around the neighborhood, try to catch yeah, them. Yeah, the get Nina did, did they tap the, the phone? They tapped all the phones. Well, they monitored over 200 phone boxes in the Ah. area. So you're completely right. You're spot on. Um, It doesn't really work to tap a public phone, does it? (laughs) Or just just to every single phone call. It'd be great if they just all dressed up as Charlie Chaplin. That would really (laughs) freak the shit out of them, wouldn't it? It'd be like a sort of Hamlet. So, it, I mean, it works. The plan worked. Um, and they monitored the uh, phone boxes. They found the guys. Um, and so they were two out-of-work mechanics. Called... <laughs> See, when I was at probation, this was always the point. How the fuck do you get from that to that? <laughs> it's not a way to solve a problem. This is what I was always saying to them. How do you get from being out-of-work mechanic to digging up Charlie Chaplin? <laughs> If I've said it once, I've said it a hundred times. Believe <laughs> how many sessions I've sat in and had that conversation. <laughs> That's why I had to leave. <laughs> well, I would say they, they were called Roman Wardus and Gansko Ganev, and Wardus was a Polish refugee, and Ganev was a Bulgarian immigrant. And basically, the reason they did it is because they they were just so broke that they thought this would be a good way to make wow. money. Wow. But we go back to your question. How do you get from being a mechanic to digging up Charlie Chaplin? That's my question for you. It's not even in their skill (laughs) set. Is it? It's not even transferable skills. It's not. That's a very good point. It's like, go and rob a car. Any advance on going rob a car? What, ha, ha, what, how did they go? What, ins- what inspired mechanics? Them? To, what inspired yeah. them to the grave rob? Yeah, I don't know what the gateway activity yeah, is to grave hell? robbing. Like, we started digging up cats. Was it, did and they then... start with one of those things that you Ooh, find part detector, coins metal with? A metal detector. Thank you. Yeah. A metal detector. Is that the gateway crime? Ah, and you only yeah. find people with, like, replacement hips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I think, oh, I could build on this. <laughs> well, 
Katie? Oh, no, I was just going to say, there'd been a film or something where it looked really cool and glamorous to Rob Graves. It was okay. the new thing. Well, they had read about a similar crime that had place, taken place in Italy. Oh. Um, yes, and they were like, is there anybody locally who's buried who's famous? Oh. And they were like, it's bloody Chazza Chazza. Like, my goodness. <laughs> uh, as he's known to his friends. As the new king is called. <laughs> Side note to uh, to this. So obviously they dig up Chaplin, um, and then in 1984, someone else super famous is buried in this tiny little graveyard in Switzerland. Even after all this, oh, wow. so Willy I... Wonka. <laughs> 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 so I ask you. Um, he's a Hollywood star. Uh huh. Died in 1984. Um, he was in A Star Is Born. I didn't check which one. Uh, North <laughs> Northwest. Um, and Eddie Izzard gives us a good impression of him. Who is it? North with Northwest. Oh, right. um, <laughs> I wish we were close enough to cheat. <laughs> Name me your sex tape. James Mason James from Mason? the audience. James Mason. Harry. Yes, that's correct, James Mason. Round of applause for the person over there. Oh. Yes. You see, you gave us a round of applause and it came back. <laughs> Applause gets paid forward here. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was James Mason. Oh, um, wow. I just thought it was an interesting fact. So the men admitted they never wanted to harm Chaplin's remains in any way, um, which was good of them. And <laughs> their initial plan was to create the illusion of a grave robbery. Now, how do you create an illusion of a grave robbery? This goes back to my point about Photoshop, but it's 1977, so it's... Um, you know, not Photoshop. <laughs> Go on. They got um, some curtains and some scissors and some glitter. <laughs> glue gun. And glue just, gun. You're some nursery children. <laughs> yeah. Katie's just in hobby craft right now. <laughs> Pipe cleaners. <laughs> well, okay, so you dig a hole, you take a picture of the hole, make it look like it's... But it's slightly left. Oh my God, did no the... one check? Go to a grave. funeral. Go to the funeral. Go to a funeral, any funeral, before they cover it up. Oh, because after yeah. the mourners have left, take a picture. It's an opportunity. Because yeah. that's all we have is a photo of a coffin. That's all we have. Yeah. No one has gone to the grave site. No, they've checked that the body's gone. They're not fucking idiots. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Oh, so they have dug it up. They've dug up the coffin. They have dug up the coffin. The coffin is gone. There's a picture. It's just that they wanted to create an illusion that they'd done it. And how would they have done that? Which I think these are good, these are good suggestions that maybe They're they... Not, oh, Hannah, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, my new suggestion. Go on. Did they move Charlie Chaplin's... No, that wouldn't work. I was going to say, did they move his gravestone to an empty grave? so it looked like someone had That's brilliant. <laughs> I might have to phone the police on you. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but people would know where it was, so that wouldn't work. Yes. No, but it's, hey, these are good thoughts. These are good thoughts. What they were going to do is they were going to dig him up and then, like, dig a few feet deeper, rebury him, and... And then say that they'd taken the... I know. Then say that they'd taken the bodies. They'd leave the grave empty six feet down. But actually, Charlie Chaplin's remains would be underneath to, I, I guess, save the job. It's so much extra work. I get annoyed when people work too and hard did, at their crime. Did they not check? <laughs> be efficient. Like, be... You, you could have used that energy to send out CVs to be mechanics. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> Basically, they started to plan to do that, but then it started to rain. And if it rains, that's going to affect your grave robbery. Um, so, <laughs> that's day one of grave robbing school. <laughs> Um, so basically, they, they take the coffin in probably a car that ran very well indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think they hid it? So they hid the body somewhere. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Well, the coffin and the so body. So they were going to rebury it, but then it rained. So then they had to do plan B and move the yeah. body in the coffin still. That's a yeah. big thing to hide. Yeah. So they hid it. Yeah. So presumably it had to be like somewhere nobody would smell it. 
Yeah. Okay, okay, so we're thinking outdoors. It's got to be like a shed. Okay, a shed. Any advance on a shed? A bike store. <laughs> it's, guys, I'm going to tell you, it, they buried it just in a cornfield. It was about a mile away from the Chaplin's family home, so it was... Wait, it was... Hang, wait, sorry, they buried it. So, so they... presumably it stopped raining, so they could... <laughs> yeah. Like, why are they suddenly burying it again? Because they had, they had to get rid of it. I don't imagine so they buried it. So they dug it up and reburied it? Yeah. So what they've done is moved him. <laughs> yeah. They've relocated Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> yeah. That's the crime. Yeah. It's not so bad. <laughs> um, apparently, um, Wardos, whose idea it was, said, I did not feel particularly squeamish about interfering with a coffin. Garnev said, I was not bothered about lifting the, lifting the coffin. Death is not so important where I come from. Hmm. So they were kind of like, we're chill about it. They were both convicted of grave robbery um, and ex- attempted extortion. What do you think the punishment for that was in 70s Switzerland? They had to watch back-to-back Charlie Chaplin films. <laughs> 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 for uh, 300 days. <laughs> I mean, you can't top that. Did they have to... I mm. think three years. Three years? Switzerland feels like they would really crack down on that kind of thing. Digging up bodies and extorting. So, extortion. any advance on three years? 50 they had to yodel. What? Yodel. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, it was Wardus was sentenced to four and a half years of yodeling, and um, <laughs> guys, it, it was it's hard labour, which isn't as fun as yodeling, oh, to be honest. I almost said hard labour. Wow. Yes, and Ganev was given an eighteen-month suspended sentence. It was reported that both of them were truly remorseful um, about their actions. No, they weren't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Works in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> so, so <laughs> using your particular set of skills, what do you think they did to say sorry to Una? Yeah, they mind it. That's did they win? Win? <laughs> um, They wrote her a letter. Uh, saying how sorry they were. Um, <laughs> and ultimately, she forgave them. She forgave them? Yeah. What a lovely lady she is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. Really, this was a very happy story. So, yeah. Chaplin's remains were reinterred. What do you think they did to stop his remains being stolen again? Oh. They took his gravestone off and said, Charlie Chaplin is not buried here. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there. Yeah, unmarked grave, I would think. Unmarked grave? Yeah. I think they put an electric fence around it. (laughs) That is clever. (laughs) It's unmarked except just the hat. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They just covered it in concrete. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it it makes sense. It makes sense. Other people of note who have had plots to steal uh, their body. Give me a cheer if you'd heard about Chaplin's body being um, stolen before. Because <laughs> oh, I was really shocked when I read it. I, I was like, am. I don't know a lot about Chaplin, but I had no idea no. about this story. Um, apparently, Abraham Lincoln, there was a plot to steal Abraham Lincoln's body. Oh. Um, there was a plot to, to steal Elvis's body. <gasps> I just whooped a little. I did wonder about you. Wouldn't dare take it. <laughs> um, yet, four men were arrested trying to break into his mausoleum. Oh. Um, and as recently as 2017, Enzo Ferrari's body uh, was almost stolen in a plot for a $10 million ransom. So it is still a thriving industry. Ladies <laughs> <laughs> and gentlemen, that is the end of our uh, true crime section of the podcast. So let's Amazing. hear it for Una Chaplin, please. Una! Yay! To Una. So... I hope you might have been uh, thinking about a time you were a victim of a crime because we are looking for somebody. Can we have the lights up? Ooh. I always feel nervous asking that in the theatre. So, by a show of hands, does anybody want to come down and tell us a time they were a victim of a crime? And win a Prosecco bottle. No, wait, it's Carver. Oh, we've got a lady up here. Give her a cheer, ladies. Yay! Yay! Come on down! Hey, you have your own microphone. Hello. Hi. 
Hello there. What is your name? Amy. Amy. Hi, Amy. Welcome to the force. <laughs> um, tell us, have you ever been the victim of crime? I have, very recently, actually. So, um, I've recently had a stalker. Oh, Ooh. my God. Oh, oh dear. They're very excited about this, Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm okay, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not scared. Look. I'm not tell scared. Us. So, tell us about it. There is a guy that I have slept with on and off for eight years. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> and, uh, Go, Amy. He is a little bit younger than me, um, and he hasn't aged as well as I have. Um, yeah. So, okay. not really bothered anymore. Um, <laughs> him, uh, um, uh, he's also, yeah, he has also had a girlfriend for a long chunk of this time. Okay. Um, <laughs> I won't tell you that I was also married for a chunk of the time. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I love it. Um, sorry. Um, not proud. Yeah, so I was like, no, not interested. Just leave me alone now. Done. Um, and he started calling me on a private number for a long time. Now, in this period, I'd moved homes, so he didn't know where I, my new house was. So I was like, oh, thank God, he can't just knock on my door. Yeah. But I was getting continued, like, literally, sort of, like, you know, 30, 40 private number calls. Now, I've got a son um, with additional needs, so, like, doctors call me and stuff on a private number, so I can't right. even block private oh. numbers because I need to answer phone calls. Uh. So... Get got really really irritating, um, and uh, he showed up at my door. Oh no! Um, and he worked for DPD, so I could only assume he's used. <gasps> oh no! Work to find out where I now live. Um, Just for Katie, who doesn't understand, what's DPD? Um, <laughs> delivery service. Like oh, okay. Parcels, okay. Parcels. okay. Sorry. Just, Katie wasn't sure. I had to had to check. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, she knows now. <laughs> yeah, so but luckily my neighbours have like a CCTV doctor, Max, it's ah. brilliant. Um, but he knocked on my door and I was like, go away. Oh god. Um, called the police on it because it had gone obviously further. Yeah. I didn't know how the hell he'd got my address. Yeah, it's creepy. Um, and uh, then his girlfriend turns up the next day Ooh. having a go at me that he was gonna lose his job. <gasps> oh, because that was your fault. It was my okay. fault. Okay. Oh, my God. Um, So, yeah. um, And he actually recently called me last week, um, (gasps) again, on a private number, and I answered it, and I was like, oh, just piss off. Oh, my God. What does he do when when you answer? Does he speak or just... Well, first, he always, like... It's always, like, noise in the background. Uh And then I answer, and he does this really lurry, hello. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, who is it? And he says, it's me. Oh, Um, Ben, say his name, you know, let's name and shame him. Um, and, uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, and I told him to piss off and then uh, um, called the police again and logged, logged an extra bit. Yeah. So I'm not scared of him because I'd sit on him and kill him. But, you know, it's like... <laughs> curious have you found that the police have taken you seriously at each step oh of no this? they're not asked really? they're not yeah. asked they've been around to see him once and that's it but he's okay. he's not come to my address again because my neighbor's got cctv yeah right um but luckily they had that and i could yeah show it uh but yeah it's just really, oh really irritating. maybe we should all go around to bend's <laughs> yeah. Right, okay, so first it's Sylvia Plath's grave. Yeah. <laughs> then it's going to be quite a night. Bloody yeah. hell, though. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm sorry to hear that. Ring yeah. him out. I don't have his number. I don't have his number. Oh, yeah, I'm ring him. Interested. <laughs> wow. That's horrible. We don't really solve crimes, we just go, God, uh. that's awful. <laughs> yeah. Happens when you're on a female Do true you crime want podcast. Some alcohol. I know. Yes, I mean, please, yes, um, please a, a have bottle alcohol. of coffee. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing Thank that. You Give it up, Amy! Oh, man. Wow. His girlfriend's involved? Jeez. Yeah. Like, 
Just don't do that, guys. Like, why, Just don't do it. Why isn't the girlfriend cross that he's going to someone else's house? Yeah. Why? Anyway, anyway, stop making him stalk you. <laughs> stop it. Um, we also have, we have just enough time. Does anybody want to follow that story? Oh. Um, if we've just got just... Wow. One more. Uh, in here? I know uh, one. Yeah, one more. Yes. Get Liz Jim. Give her a big round of applause. Does she not want to keep coming? Do you want to go? <laughs> Always, I mean, that's a long way to have to walk. I'm so sorry about this. Ladies and gentlemen, this year! If you can pull the mic to your, to your mouth. To, mic. My, to my little self. <laughs> What's your name? I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Rachel, are you here Hi. under duress from your friend? My sister. Your sister? Oh. Who's already hammered. She should be sat there with you guys. <laughs> oh, um, dear. Well, it's, it wasn't a proper crime. Go on. It wasn't on. a proper crime. So there was no police involved because it was my son. Oh, well, you've got, you can talk to so, Nina about we that. Have, we have a teenage... We have a teenage son. Well, he's not now. He's, he's 29 and would kill me. She better not be videoing this. <laughs> Um, so you I'd be just so... Oh, she 100% is. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, I'm in trouble. But, no, so we, we went through, like, a teenage awkwardness stage when he was, like, 16, 15, 16, 17-ish. And I used to come home, and I'd, like... I live on, a, on an estate. So, you know, estate life is, like... Everybody does wacky backy except me because I'm like so against everything. Is this your son calling? Someone needs. Yeah. To call <laughs> Someone needs. Oh, unless it's Ben. So it's that, <laughs> I know you're killer. <laughs> Hello. I'm literally, I'm literally shaking. Honestly, it murdered me. Sorry. <laughs> so we went through this phase of like trying to blame all my neighbours for this smell of wacky backy, and I was like, "Are you sure you're not doing?" It? And then you know, it's, I started finding bits. It's, I don't know what it is about kids, but they, they so think that you're so stupid. Yeah. That, you know, it started, like, when he was seven, that he told me he brushed his teeth and he didn't, because the sink was dry. <laughs> I mean, you know, we're clearly yeah, not stupid. at least run the tap, come on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At least it's pretend, they have at no least smear a bit of toothpaste. But so no, good. he was never very good at lying. And his he breath was... smelled shit. <laughs> <laughs> But he was rubbish at lying, and thank God he was rubbish at lying. Anyway, you know, so this I used to come in, and you know, I'd been working ridiculous hours, and I'd come in, and he would be there'd be smells, and he'd go, "It was the neighbour," blah blah blah. Anyway, I started finding the odd stash, and I'd lash it in the bin, and then the smell would still be there, and he'd go, "Well, you know, I went in the bin." So then one of my dogs, I like used to change food. I've got three dogs, and they always end up with some kind of issue. <laughs> and I, th there was one time when they had kind of very constipated, dried poos going on. So, where is this going? Do, 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 do you remember the whole white poo thing going on? You know, when we, we don't get white poo anymore because. But, no. Anyway, I I picked up this wacky backy that I found in the shed and I put it in <coughs> with the dog poo, <gasps> and I dropped it into the bin. So then Liam was then like, well, we found it. <laughs> and I said, so did your mate smoke it? And he went, yeah. Oh, no! Wow! They won't do that again, That was they? some good shit. <laughs> oh, my God! Wow! Ooh. No police needed. I yeah. was enough. <laughs> Did, did, did they ever smoke weed again? Well, he moved out. <laughs> <laughs> and two days later. <laughs> and then he was gone. There you go. <laughs> wow. Well, Rachel, I mean, um, thank you so oh. much for sharing that. And uh, here's a bottle of you did it. Now she can drink this. This makes me really, really pissed. <laughs> Rachel, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Rachel. Oh, wow. We've got, we got some parental tips in there. Oh, we've got... Good. That's great. Will you be using that, maybe? You've, you've got dogs, so you, you'll have teenagers soon. Yeah, I've got, I've got a lot to think about. <laughs>
Oh, I love the fact that I was like, why is she saying he's constipated? I was like, why is that relevant? But it's like, it's like when the dog shit is so hard that it could be like a bud of like, weed. that's, oh. Oh, just like sprinkling the shit on a slip. <laughs> that's some good shit. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have just enough time to say, Nina, Tell us about yourself. What are you up to? Tell our listeners. Where can they find you? Oh, my goodness. Um, at home, mainly. Um, <laughs> yeah, you can, you can follow me on the socials if you'd like to. If you can be bothered. <laughs> ne- oh, thank you so much. Um, yeah, Nina Gilligan um, on everything. And, and um, I'm, I've just come back from Edinburgh. I've just done my Edinburgh show. So I'm, I'm taking that on a mini tour soon. So I'd love for you to come, please What's come. the show called? Late Developer. So and what's it about? Can you give us a quick bit? Yeah, so I started um, stand-up when I was 40, which is late. Um, and if, not if you want to become a lollipop lady. Or, <laughs> or President of America. But um, <laughs> late, late for stand-up. So it's a little bit about, about that and, and other shit. So, I'd, yeah, I'd love you to follow me and I'd love you to come and watch what I do. Yeah. So, yeah, please do. Yeah. Wow. Well, Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that is only the first half of the evening. We are recording another episode after this. So Imagine uh, how sweaty we'll be then. <laughs> <laughs> My hair is literally just stuck. <laughs> See? Less attractive. Yeah. You're Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. <laughs> Have a, 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 a wee and a poo. Um, get another drink. Not uh, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if anyone's got a bag of drugs, keep it away from this woman. Yeah. Um, have, have a drink and then come back. I don't know how long the break is. Probably 20 minutes or something. Should have found out. Uh, come back and then we will be joined by the brilliant Harriet Dyer. It's yes. going to be a lot of fun. Give it up. See you soon. For Nina Gilligan. Thank you, Nina. Drunk Women Solving Crime is produced by Amanda Redman with music by The Lion and the Wolf. You can follow us on Twitter at Drunk Women Pod and Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Women Solving Crime. And please review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you've got a petty crime you want us to solve, then write it in a review and we'll solve it. Thank you to Acast and thank you for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.